We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The score! This hour is brought to you by Vasectomy Clinics of Chicago. Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes, Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Win 128-109. Billy Alex only had a couple steals and just played over the 20-minute mark, but it seemed like when he was out there, he just disrupted possessions. That's how Alex plays, to your point. He just is really smart, high IQ, knows what's happening, what's coming, what he's going to do, where his man is, can he go over or under. I mean, he's one of those classic guys that if you're somebody watching and you really understand the game and you're watching it and then you look at the stat sheet, you're like, you know what, Like, don't tell me about the stat sheet. That guy, he impacts the game. He impacts winning. Billy Donovan on Alex Caruso, the highlight courtesy Sports Radio 670. The score you will hear their game tonight, 645 pregame, right here on your home for Chicago Bulls basketball. But you'll hear me first because I'm going to do a solo show from 6 until pregame live from the floor of the United Center where I get razzed by people like Joe Cowley because I'm sometimes just pop up and they're like, what the hell are you doing here? Alex Caruso, apparently untouchable because he's the culture. The guy who wrote that is Joe Cowley, who is on Twitter at Hoops, And with us on the Score Hotline, presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. What's up, Joe? Boys, what's going on? We are trying to figure out what's going on with the Chicago Bulls as the trade deadline looms. And it doesn't seem like there's much going on. So, So let me ask you something that... Dan and I were discussing. Okay. What's the best case scenario for the this group of guys that are available to the roster right now to finish in your opinion? Um an unbelievable jump over the final couple months there by Patrick Williams is your only way out with the guys that are currently on this roster. I mean obviously from the medical standpoint if there's some clarity with Lonzo Ball and basically you, you get your two your your best two-way player back that drastically changes things but as is as as what's realistic is yes december to january was a nice jump for for patrick williams but there has to be more there has to be a huge leap um where he becomes that kind of Kawhi, poor man's Kawhi. at least i would never compare him to Kawhi, but a poor man's Kawhi. Um, and look, he's made the jump with the three-point shot. I, I don't think we saw that coming as efficient as it's come. I thought it was going to be more brute force would come before the, the finesse of the outside shot. 
he's kind of working backwards in that way. And maybe that's the frustration is, bro, you should be a 10-rebound guy. Why aren't you? I mean, yes, we understand you're locking down the toughest wing that a team has each night, but there's got to be more. So, um, to me, that's that's it. Your number four pick has to be start to move towards being a, a generational or franchise-changing talent, and that's a, that, that's, a, that's a big leap. Can he make that jump considering how ball-dominant DeMar and Zach are and how much Vooch needs the ball? Okay, well, so I, I, I – and not to single this person out, but if you recall, Larry Markin's best basketball came when, when Zach Levine wasn't playing. Wendell Carter – who now is in a different place, seems to be playing his best basketball. But again, how much is this if this is maturation? But he's his best basketball is happening now once he got away from Zach Levine. So I can 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 Patrick Williams kind of take over like Anthony Edwards has taken over in Minneapolis from Cat? It's tough to do because Cat doesn't have that that ego that Zach has. There's a certain amount of ego that Zach has and that's been his strength. And so can he – I don't even think he likes this year relinquishing hero ball to DeMar DeRozan, a guy who does it way better than Zach career-wise. So now you're telling me he's going to take a backseat to DeMar DeRozan and this 21-year-old kid? That, that's asking a lot, but that's, what, that's how Patrick Williams has to get better is he has to get the ball in his hands more. And late. It's great that they're looking to him early to try to establish something. But when's the last time? I mean, he had a big shot in the Orlando game late, um, but that's because the ball kind of swanged his way. But when's the last time they were actually looking for him to finish a game? Winning games is a skill. It's a learned skill. And, you know, right now he's, you know, fourth, fifth on, the, on that depth chart of trying to win a game. So a lot would have to happen, and, and, and I just don't know if the right pieces are around him to become that guy. I want to ask you this question about a little thing that happened in the Orlando game and see mm-hmm. it, it was Zach drove the lane. Mm-hmm. Zach kicked it out to a wide open Patrick Williams. Mm-hmm. And instead of Patrick shooting it, he passed to Vooch up top. Vooch drained the three. So right. great play, extra pass. Zach's body language and he like waved at Patrick and it's clear he wanted Patrick to take the shot instead of give up the 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 ball to Vooch so what I'm wondering is was that a hey come on kid that's your shot we want you to make that shot go ahead and and, and don't defer or was that you just ruined my assist (laughs) there might be some of the latter in there but I think it there's a third option Zach doesn't see the floor half as well as he thinks he does. And there's some guys that do see the floor better than him. And Patrick took a, what would have been a good shot and passed it for a better shot. And that's good basketball. So I don't think Zach at the time realized that Booch was as open as he was. Patrick did. So he knew the rotation was, Patrick knew the rotation was coming his way hard and knew that Booch had a little bit more room than he did and, and found Booch. And and look, Zach came into the league as a point guard. But as the fourth quarters have shown far too often this this season, he he does not respect possessions. He does not respect the ball like a point guard should. And that's why you're seeing a lot of uh, turnovers that are just kind of laziness. And I don't think he sees the floor as well as he thinks he does. I think he does have a point guard mentality at times, but that's what makes me nervous about this team is 
Io is really kind of sl- is slumping right now, and they really it's it's kind of point guard by committee late in games. That that's a tough way to make a business in in this league if you're playoff serious. And so um, I, I think it was more yeah Zach probably wanted the assist, but also Zach didn't understand that Patrick saw that there was a better shot out of out of a good shot. Joe, what can you share about what you know about what's going on with Lonzo Ball? Uh, I mean, basically what we're told, I don't think they're lying about it. Um, I think they are as perplexed as, as you know, as, as basically as Lonzo is. Um, you know, they're, they're all sticking to that it's not chronic, it's not career-threatening. I think this year is pretty much a wash. I, I don't, I, I'd be shocked just with the um, – what would be asked of him to get back and everything, all the hoops he has to jump through just to get back in, in mid to late March. Um, I just don't see it happening. And there's a lot of confusion. Is, is there a nerve in there that's damaged? Is it long-term? Is it something where he's just being, because of his third surgery on the knee and he publicly came out and said, I will go beyond taking the amount of time I need to get back with, ready because I don't want to go through this again. Is he just exercising that right that he has to make sure that, that there is no setbacks with it? I mean, who knows, but it's, it's bad because this was a guy that has never been healthy a full season, but he's played. And when he plays there, there, he is an impactful player. He has become a, a difference maker just because he is your best two way player. So this is, this is major. This is a big blow to what their plans were and this is the reason they're kind of stuck where they are right now, kind of in no man's land. Do they get, and can they petition for any kind of salary cap relief if, in fact, Lonzo Ball is done? I think they can, but I think you have to, uh, he has to go through the entire. Are you talking about done, done, done forever done. or done, done for the season? No, I mean done, done forever. Oh, I, yeah, I think there would be some kind of relief or some kind of insurance or something that would have to kick in at, at, at this point. I, I just don't know the particulars of that. They might even get something for this year, um, you know, but again, I, I just don't know the details of how that works. Yeah, it's funny, though, because like if you're talking about someone missing a year and a half, you're already into that's a long-term injury. And I think that you have yeah. to look at it and say that might be career-threatening if you miss a year and a half of ball without there being an answer. Like, it's different if there's an actual answer. And, like, if a guy tears an ACL or or ends up breaking a leg or something like that, you usually are like, oh, I, I know kind of when. Yep. But the fact that there is no answer to it, I, I'm sure it frustrates the hell out of Lonzo. Uh, you hit it right on the head. They're, that's the thing. It's not like they are hiding something from us. They don't know. Alonzo doesn't know. His camp doesn't know. Medical doesn't know. I know they Selling a little? Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. I talked about, yeah, he's, you know, see, he, he had, you know, a second opinion. I've heard he's had third, fourth, fifth, sixth opinion that they have are scouring to find something that, that makes sense or something that timetables it. Um, so, yeah, that's not good. I mean, I don't want to say Brandon Roy here, but, you know, I mean, it's got the early feelings of Brandon Roy. And, you know, he attempted to come back and, and, and went right back down. And, you know, a, a great career, a promising career was ruined. And you hope that's not the case uh, because they did put so much stock in. Look, this thing was built specifically get Vooch. Vooch and, and, and Zach will then bring attention. It did. DeMar was not going to come here if it wasn't Vooch and Zach. Okay. Then Lonzo. Lonzo was not going to come here unless it was Vooch, DeMar, Zach. So, so the dominoes fell perfectly for them. And we saw what it looked like when they all played together last year, you know, through, through December, January. We saw they were a first-place team. Now, the schedule was soft. They still lost to some the, the better teams. I understand that. But we saw the disruption. And more importantly, we saw the motivation it gave Zach Levine to play defense because now you're not just seeing Caruso who comes off the bench as, as your defender. You're not just relying on that. You're seeing two guys bust their ass in the backcourt and attack screens that you won't attack. You're still going under because you don't want that physical contact. You can't do that anymore. You can't cheat against two guys willing to do that. And so you saw Zach play the best defense, defensive rating-wise and eye test-wise, 
for those six weeks before his left knee start bothering him, and then obviously before Alonzo Ball went down. So the motivating factor that Caruso and Ball gave was something special too. You have none of that now. And now you've got guys going back to their old habits. I still wonder why they didn't pursue rim protection because we all identified it with this. They're still glaringly lacking two way players. If you, if you can kind of squint at this roster and you throw in a three and D guy and a little rim protection, you can see it being different, but they just, even though everybody knew that's what they needed, they just didn't get it. Yeah, and I don't think it wasn't because they they, they they didn't try. I think they tried, but it just didn't work out. And and if you you can't, there aren't many teams that can disrupt the backcourt and have rim protection. I mean, name me that team that can do both. You either have to make a choice. We have two big guys that are athletic that can switch on you, but at the end of the day, have fun trying to take it to the rim because you, you, you're going to have a party waiting for you. Or we're going to have a backcourt that can turn you over deflect you, mess with your possession, mess with the time of your possession, and Vooch is good enough for him protecting. The problem what we're seeing, and a lot of anger goes towards Vooch, and if you look at his block numbers, I mean, they're actually not that awful. I mean, he just is what he is. Great year. The the problem is there are so many blow-bys up top, and Vooch has to come and help and try to rim protect you, at least step up on the blow-by, and there's just no backside help. That, that, to me, that if I see one more backside dunk because Vooch has to step up because a guard wasn't willing enough to attack a screen or just got blown by, and then and it looks bad on Vooch. Everyone's like, what's Vooch doing? What? He's doing his job. I mean, you can't have blow-by after blow-by, and there's been too many of those this, this year, and you see it stop when Caruso's in there. It's, it, it's, it's a difference. But when you had Caruso and Ball in there, there was, I mean, it, backcourts were on lockdown all of that first half last year. Does it make sense to you for them to stand pat at the trade deadline in the hopes that Lonzo comes back and they can use next year to see what this was supposed to look like? Um, it, it's not if it makes sense or not. They might not have a choice. You know what I mean? I mean, the market, look, things are drastically going to change this week. I mean, we're talking about a very fluid situation. I think you're going to see more and more teams start to show their their they're tanking, um, you know, they're tanking fortunes, and, and, and you're going to see a big divide as far as – and so the Bulls have to decide what side of the line do they want to be on with that. Unfortunately, they might not have a choice. Because of the team they have, when you have a bunch of guys that are specialty guys and they're good at one thing and okay at another but terrible at another thing, and they have to play complementary basketball because they need this guy to pick up this part of his game and this part, that's hard to move that guy. And with so many teams coveting draft picks with the hope of getting Victor Wembayana or, or, or at least having a shot at that, it's just going to be tough to get draft picks. And if you do trade a guy, he's probably going to a contender, and you're going to get a contender draft pick, which, you know, this, this draft has some generational talent in it and, and some talent at the top, but it's not considered a, a long, deep draft. So you're kind of, I mean, you don't want to just do it just to do it and shake things up. So they're just really in a, in a tough, tough spot. You're around Billy a lot. And one of the things that I've realized about Billy is sometimes it sounds like he almost doesn't remember that he's also the coach of the team. 
that he'll observe and he'll see what we're seeing and he'll tell you after the fact, here's yep. what I saw, here's what yep. happened. We, we devolved into one-on-one ball and this started happening again. And it frustrates me, Joe, because I'm, I, I keep saying, like, you know his relationship with DeMar better than I do, but like when we saw it happening again and we saw DeMar going, call timeout, say, DeMar, let's not do that now. We want to move the ball. We don't want the ball to right. stick. We don't want. So, why is he loath to either cross his stars? It seems, or it's great after the fact, and it's great before the game to say, "Here's what we're doing well. Here's what we're not doing well." It just seems like when we all see it happening, he's not telling them to stop doing it. Right. Well, I, I think I, I think to his point, I understand what you're saying. To his point, you show me an NBA team that doesn't have their All Star go ISO late in game. I mean, that, that, that's just the nature of the beast. The problem is, are they making the right plays out of ISO, and are they going ISO too early? There's been some games where they've been down, and, and the problem is, you know, DeMar start going ISO. The, the Charlotte, I think it was the Charlotte game, or is there Orlando? No, Charlotte, Charlotte. They went two or three straight. Charlotte started making its run. Okay, now fourth quarter, all of a sudden, now you got a dogfight. And – there were two or three straight possessions where Zach did not touch the basketball. And I tweeted out, Zach hasn't touched the basketball in, like, whatever, two or three possessions. Guaranteed, he, when he gets the ball, he is not passing it. And I thought it maybe last one possession. Three straight times he got the ball and didn't even look to pass it because <laughs> he, last year he would do that because he understood DeMar's event. I'm so, but now he's a max guy. And – and I, talk, I talked about his ego being a strength. Well, his ego also has him saying, why are we running the same plays late in games and everything goes through DeMar? Why is it not going through me? I've shown I can finish games. Maybe not as well as DeMar has, but, I, but how am I supposed to get better if you don't let me? And so he went layup, layup, and he made both layups, and then he shot an awful three and missed it. But that's the difference this year to, to last year is the ISO is becoming too much of my turn, your turn now. And it's very easy to defend. I mean, teams see it coming. So, you know, how, how Billy recognizes and talks about it after because he is honest. But to your point, well, why doesn't he call a timeout earlier and say, no, we, we, we don't want that. And, and so that, that's, the, that's the tough thing because when you look around the league, when you watch Miami, close game, Jimmy Butler has the ball in his hand. I mean, his usage rate has to be – you watch Dallas. I mean, Luke has got the ball in his hands all the time. But late in games, you know, you want it to run through your stars. But are your stars making the right plays and taking the right shots? And are they are they are they ball hawking or playing hero ball too early in the quarter? Why doesn't Demar shoot more threes? You know that's a, that's a good. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Question. It's almost like he's fallen in love with that idea of being this monster of, 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 of mid-range, you know, mid-range and, and the maestro of mid-range. Because and, and, I don't think he's that. he's got pretty good form at it. Um, and he's shown in the past that there are times, there are spurts that he could go on. I think San Antonio, just because of their the way Pop has kind of fought the three-pointer and shooting it as, as much as, as, as other teams, um, 
I think Pop kind of got in his head about that shot that, you know, if, you, if you're quality from two, don't waste it on three. I don't know. That, that, that's I disagree. I, mean, I, dis- I disagree with Pop then because if you look at what DeMar did. Well, in- I disagree with Pop too, but yeah. you just watch what's happened down in San Antonio. They've been like the 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 least team to to mm-hmm. I know understand the importance of the three. And, you know, and, and DeMar swears by pop so I, I don't know if there's something that got stuck in his head there or, well, well joe the whole reason that more in toronto didn't he yeah oh, he 2018 did. look at his 2018 numbers but the whole reason yeah, that i yeah. brought it up is that i know that that he's a disciple of kobe and i went and looked at kobe's career numbers and towards the end we see kobe taking close to four three-pointers a game and so that's right. the number that i've been like locked on where i go if demar were to just take two and a half more threes a game. I think that he would be better off. And I think the bulls offense would be better off. And I'm like, he can actually do it. Why doesn't he do it? Yeah. And I think his mindset has become my mid range. I'm going to hit that mid range at such a high efficiency and I'm getting fouled half the time. And if I'm not, I'm at least going to act like I'm getting fouled. So I'm getting my three points anyway. You know what I mean? When you look at the free throw. So I I, I don't know. I mean, he's the only one that could answer that. It's actually, a good question. He might be getting his three points, but the defender isn't isn't extended away from the basket as much. You know, if you really look at replacing a lot of what Demar does, his two point percentage of shots taken has gone way up this year. And mm-hmm. if you replace it with a reasonable number of threes, you only have to shoot thirty one percent. You know, I mean, you don't yeah. have to be right. Patrick Williams. You you just have to be okay enough at it for it to have it counts for more points. Yeah, I mean, I, I I get it. I just you know that's that's something you know he he would probably have to answer as far as you know why he doesn't shoot it more. I mean, he's talked about it before. He said he's it's not that he's uncomfortable shooting threes. I mean, you know he he's he's hit them. He's hit big ones. I, he just I just don't think that he holds a high priority on three pointers. Joe, appreciate it as always. Have fun with this team. See you in a few hours. All right, boys. You guys take care. That's Joe Cowley. Damn, I should have asked him about the Hall of Fame. I'll ask him off the record. Hey, when we come back, I don't know if you missed it over the weekend because it was a very football-y weekend, but it tells you about the power of the NFL when the PGA Tour knows that they've got to move up the the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines to not have a final round on a Sunday. It tells you that they they didn't even want to take that on. And I didn't know I was watching the final round on Saturday. I'm like, wait, wait what, do you mean, what do you mean he just won it? Well, Max Homa came from behind and won that event, but... CBS, their golf coverage, very different this year. They have changed their broadcaster rotation. They've got a new primary analyst next to Jim Nance, and they did something revolutionary that is going to be part of their coverage. Hello, friend. I also want to ask you, since we're going to be talking about golf, I want to ask you about what's been going on with with Liv versus the PGA and Rory versus Patrick. Let's do that next here on The Score. Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Good rest, you're playing golf today. No, I'm not, Grandpa. I'm playing tennis. You're playing golf and you're going to like it. What about my asthma? I'll give you asthma. Watch some golf over the weekend and it's always nice. Usually I... I consider the Pebble Beach Pro-Am the unofficial start of spring if I'm if I'm really trying it's not Kapalua it's usually 
you know, then you get into some of these, and we get a little closer to the waste management open and some of this stuff. You can start next to, week, right? You can start to sense it. I do have uh, July golf reservations already made. Where Aaron Hills? Oh, because, um, oh, that's right. Because yeah, because the, the 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 kid instead of taking like a European vacation, he said, "Look, instead of doing that, take let's go play some real courses around here." So. Maybe that, maybe, I don't know, but maybe Geneva National, maybe Whistling Straits, maybe Sunvale. We'll see what we can get on, see what we can do. But that one is already already on the books and looking for, I mean, because, you know, it doesn't really matter where I play because I'm, I'm horrible no matter what. It's just a matter of how many balls I lose and what it costs and the time that you spend and out there with, uh, with family and fun. But watching golf is always fun, and it's going to be more fun, I think, with CBS now. I'm going to miss Nick Faldo. But I think Trevor Immelman is really going to settle in as their number one analyst, and they're doing things differently. They're changing a lot of the the camera angles that they use. There's a lot more on-course stuff with Amanda Balionis walking around and not just being stuck in, in the clubhouse. They also did something never done before in an actual PGA event. Which was? They mic'd up Max Homa for a hole. Oh, I like that. They mic'd him up. They had community. It wasn't just mic'd up. It was a conversation with him playing a hole. This this is a, a par five, the eventual winner of the tournament, and a guy who's awesome, by the way. Homa on Twitter, on his podcast, smart and funny and really good at golf. So it's a name you're going to hear some more of, and this was just a sampling of what it was like having him in an actual tournament talking to the broadcast team. We thank Max Homa for allowing us to do this. We have given him an earpiece, and we're going to be able to watch and listen and even speak to Max as he plays this par 5 13th hole. Max, can you hear me? It's Trevor up in the booth. Hey, Trev. What's up, buddy? Not too much. Beautiful tee shot there down the middle. Talk us through that with the dog leg left. Are you trying to sweep the draw there? You're trying to go with the butter cut. What is the process for you? Yeah, I, I primarily cut it off the tee, so this one's a little awkward. I get about, my coach and caddy let me draw one, maybe once a day, maybe once a week. Uh, this was not the one. So, fortunately, it was downwind, so we could cover that left bunker, uh, which makes the fairway feel a lot bigger. So, I uh, just went with the stock normal cut and just uh, just try to smash it a little bit. Where do you allow your mind to go to? Are you trying to stay in your own bubble? Are you trying to stay focused? Are you thinking about other things? Uh, it's a myriad of things. Part, I wish I had your accent. Uh, <laughs> part, uh, I hope I hit this well. Part, uh, what am I going to do after with my kid? As far as numbers go for this 13th hole, it's a pretty good one for me. So uh, two misses would be those front two bunkers, but um, kind of anywhere past the second bunker on the right would be would be a good leaf. So this one will be a, a good high, uh, high cut. Uh, hopefully takes two hops and goes into the bottom of the hole, and we can all go crazy. There you go. Yeah, I needed to hit it solid, as I told you, and I decided to whiff it. You kept it as far away from Colt Nose as possible. <laughs> That's usually a, at least a minor ball. Have you found the ball yet, Max? It's not good when they can't find it, so I'm sure this is a, just a peach of a lie. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yep. They're going to do more of it. Good. I think that that's a, a way to kind of bring things forward i wonder how many people are going to look at that and say here's an opportunity what i like about it though is 
if you're smart about it, you can use it to help with your sponsors branding. There you go. That see if you're if all of a sudden the your escalators in your sponsorship deals, hey, are you are you going to have the camera on you and talking on an entire par 5 where all your your hat and your shirt and your clubs and everything else are going to be on screen? Yeah, it, it can end up being more valuable to you than I don't know, uh-huh. actually winning the tournament. So you could use it in that way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I I hope they keep it. I I do wonder like no one like having Warren and IFB, how uncomfortable it can be. Well, here's what's and important. And then you, you put it into your swing. and He won. Oh, that's even better. He came that's back. That's a win-win. He, w- he was down five strokes at that point and playing poorly. He came back and won the tournament. That's great. So nobody can say, well, yeah, well, you see what happened to Max Homa. We got that, that earpiece in. You see what happened to him. Uh-uh. Well, in the hole where he did have the earpiece, he hit a ball in the place where they couldn't find but it. But he came back and won that tournament. That's good news. What do you make of what's going on with Rory McIlroy and hey. Rory and PGA versus Liv? I like the fact that Rory's leaning into it a little bit because, man, if you're going to take sides against Patrick Reed and, and, and the oppressive blood money, I mean, this is so easy. Nobody likes live golf, and no one's telling the truth about why they went to live golf. They're all making nobody like you here, right? Like so, if I mean Patrick, everybody hates Patrick Reed. Everybody, he doesn't have a single friend because he's an ass pack and a cheater. Everybody hates him, and if you want to be the anti Patrick Reed and anti Greg Norman, man. Go ahead. What uh? What Go ahead. They, they want to put their stuff on the CW. I mean, it's it's almost it's almost too easy right now. What did old Bubba say about joining oh, Live? Bubba, Bubba's like, yeah, my kid knows all the teams on Live, and most of you are like, what do you mean? What do you mean teams? They have these dumbass teams like the Aces and the Stingers, are, and they've got the Vipers. Yeah, they got logos and all their stuff is. <laughs> It's a Globo Gym. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is, that they're the Globo Gym of golf. And it, it's hilariously bad. And their TV deal is is awful. And nobody's showing up rooting for a, a, a pro golf team. So have, it, it, enjoy. Okay. I just know that it was like he went to go talk with Rory. And Rory was like, I don't. He he basically pulled the Mariah Carey. I don't, I don't know her. Mm-hmm. And then... Patrick flicked a tee at him, a live golf tee at him, and then they battled. And Rory won. And Rory won. And then you had Phil being like, this is exactly what it's supposed to look like, and it's competition. Right, on the on the PGA Tour. Right. It's competition, no, look, which they- is why you would want to watch that instead of the Harlem Globetrotters of golf. But no, Harlem Globetrotters, except they're all... D-bags. That's the difference. People like the Harlem Globetrotters. People like that as an exhibition because they're they're nice and it's fun. And th- everything that they're doing, they it, it is it's not competitive golf, it's exhibition golf and it's all miserable bastards. That's go, what they should call the tour. Yeah, go ahead with it. All right. I'm glad you caught me up. There you go. Wait, did Mike come up with something fun for us? Yeah, fun with Bill Walton. And? Jason Benetti. Oh, yeah. Let's see that next here on The Score. 
Dan Bernstein, Lawrence Holmes. Man, Bernstein and Holmes, best show in radio. I love it, boys. Middays 10 to 2 on 670 The Score. Just simply the best. Fasten your seatbelt. Oh, me, oh, my. Yikes. There is a new alternate NBA League Pass broadcast. It's called Throw It Down. And it's Bill Walton and it's Jason Benetti, who is one of the designated Walton Wranglers. Yep. And the Suns took on the Raptors, and you can understand why the word bridges would come up. And Bill Walton used that as a springboard to discuss how he loves bridges. Bridges. I love bridges. Golden Gate Bridge, Coronado Bridge, the Natural Bridges. Yes, the George Washington Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge. It's all right there. The bridge, the ultimate metaphor for life. The ability. Oh, come on. What great defense. Poke that ball away. Where's the transition? Double V getting the job done. Bridges again? Oh, man. Bridges has just been outstanding here in the first. He gets 16. They're talking about Bridges, and Bridges makes the shot. I think that's why they were talking about it to begin with. But, I mean, no love for the Tappan Zee Bridge or the Verrazano Narrows in there. It's fine. Okay. The Bay Bridge. It's fine. <laughs> bridges. I love Bridges. Lloyd Bridges. Jeff Bridges. 2012. Zach and I are at the Final Four in Atlanta doing some shows. We this is when Jason was in Atlanta, so we got a chance to hang out with Jason, which was great. Bill Walton comes and sits down with us. I'm pretty sure we asked two questions, one apiece, and the interview was 17 minutes long. That's about right. It was it was incredible. Like we were both just sitting there going. What's happening right now? Bridges. I love bridges. This is our concern, dude. And you just have to lean into it. He leans into it, so you have to lean into it. And Lean you, into the weird. And if you don't like it, they call it an alternate broadcast for a reason. It is there for you if you want it and if you like it, and nobody is foisting it upon you if you if you don't prefer it. it is, they're making it available if you want to hang out with that. I mean, I, I know that I can go and find the answer from Jason, but I am curious on like how this happened. Like who, who pitched it? Yeah. They must know that they've got a, a enough of a niche viewership that people really like him being out there. And maybe some people like to enjoy an alternate substance I, with their basketball. That's not what they're offering you. They're offering you an alternate broadcast. They're not it, it, offering it might, you an it, alternate it, substance. It might happen to sync up is all I'm saying, like with the dark side of the moon oh, and the God. Wizard of Oz kind of thing you got going there. Whatever. We'll talk with Parkinson Spiegel next here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.